This podcast is sponsored by Talkspace. May is Mental Health Awareness Month, and Talkspace, the leading virtual therapy provider, is encouraging people to talk it out in therapy. By talking or texting with a supportive, licensed therapist at Talkspace, you'll gain insights, discover truths, and experience breakthroughs that will improve how you live and how you feel. With Talkspace, just answer a few questions online, and you'll be matched with a therapist. And because you'll meet your therapist online, you don't have to take time off work or arrange childcare. You'll meet on your schedule, whenever you feel most at ease. Plus, Talkspace works with most major insurers, and most insured members only pay a $25 copay or less. No insurance? No problem. If you want to make progress toward a mentally healthier place, Talkspace is here for you. Now get $80 off your first month with promo code SPACE80 when you go to Talkspace.com. Match with a licensed therapist today at Talkspace.com. Save $80 with code SPACE80 at Talkspace.com. Welcome to the Eric Erickson Show podcast, Hour One. Welcome, everybody. It's Eric Erickson here. My show, the phone number, 877-973-7425. If you want to be on the program, there is some breaking news happening right now. Uh, I can confirm the media reports. Ron DeSantis will announce he's running for president next week. Uh, He has to. The clock is ticking. I I will spend more time on this later because there's actually a bigger story I think we need to talk about uh, than this. But just so you understand, uh, the Federal Election Commission has a rule that if you spend $5,000 or more exploring running for president, you must file paperwork saying you intend to run for president. The DeSantis campaign team has been running inside the Florida Republican Party offices And his staff has, to a degree, been part of the Republican Party of Florida. They're moving to their own building, uh, and some of the staff is departing the payroll of the Florida Republican Party. That obviously means, uh, assuming he's running for president, which we know he is, that he's going to cross the $5,000 exploratory threshold, which requires a filing with the FEC. Because that's being done, um, he is going to announce next week. We will spend time Uh, on this later. There's actually bigger news. This really isn't a a pat myself on the back, attaboy, I'm covering something you're otherwise not going to hear. It's just, it's true, I think. Um, And I do think this is a bigger story than you're hearing. It's not a headline story anywhere in the nation, but I actually think it's probably the biggest story of the day. Four people have been killed in an attack on a U.S. convoy in Nigeria. Uh, Nine people were traveling in a two-vehicle convoy in Nigeria to a U.S.-funded aid project in the southern Anambra region of Nigeria. Nigeria is cracking up. Muslim extremists have uh, moved into the country, taking over parts of it. Uh, They're battling the government there. Nigeria is the largest economy in Africa. It is becoming destabilized. It is the most populous nation in Africa. It, it, this, is, this is not a good sign. We do not know why the terrorists attacked the United States. The odds are they are Muslim extremists. If you remember the USS Cole bombing, uh, the failure of the United States to respond aggressively to the USS Cole bombing signaled to al-Qaeda that uh, the United States was distracted, and in that distraction, they began plotting the 9-11 terrorist attacks. So we don't know why this has happened in Nigeria. 
The State Department said it's scrambling to account for the dead and missing embassy personnel. The ambassador appears to be fine. Hundreds have been killed in floods there. Gas production has been hobbled. Uh, We've had more than one uh, terrorist attack there. The convoy was visiting a a USAID-funded project in Anembra, providing humanitarian assistance to people displaced by the floods. The terrorists saw that as an opportunity to attack us, our interests, killing four of the people in the convoy. Now, again, this goes to the USS Cole situation, if you remember that. There were a series of attacks on the United States in and around the African continent during Bill Clinton's final days in office. You had the bombings of uh, U.S. embassies, the the, the uh, Kobar bombings. You had the embassy attacks in Kenya. You had the USS Cole. These ancillary attacks that appeared unrelated, we now know were like the velociraptors attacking the fence. In If you ever saw the movie Jurassic Park, there's a scene in Jurassic Park where the velociraptors are introduced. And there's the Australian man who is in charge of them, the warden. And he talks about the raptors keep hitting the electric fence. They throw themselves into the electric fence. They're probing for a weakness to get out. And in the 1990s, these series of attacks by terrorists abroad in Africa and the Middle East against American interests seemed to be the velociraptors probing. And the American responses were weak to non-existent. And it signaled to the terrorists the time was ripe to begin plotting a bigger attack. And so they did. They began learning to fly airplanes. They showed up at flight training facilities. They didn't want to learn to take off. They didn't want to learn to land. They just wanted to learn to fly. And we were distracted. Balls were dropped. There was institutional inertia. There were agencies not talking to each other. There were suggesting something was afoot. There was signal intelligence that suggested something was afoot, but no one could get together. Everyone was distracted, and ultimately 9-11 happened. I would be concerned here in a more likely than not Islamic extremist attack. Now, why do I say Islamic extremist? The Wall Street Journal that is covering the story today is not saying that. Uh, There are various separatist groups, but what you have to understand is that in West Africa— a so northern africa is muslim the 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 roman empire conquered northern africa uh parts of the byzantine empire took over when the roman empire officially fell when rome fell it became the byzantine empire they held on to territories over time muslim invaders under muhammad moved further and further west through northern africa when i was a kid living in the middle east we learned the middle east and north africa were essentially a region together in fact morocco tunisia algeria libya Egypt, the northern African countries, they're all Islamic. Then you have this great barrier. You have the uh, the Sahara Desert. You move below the Sahara Desert uh, into the African continent, and you have nations that were under European colonial rule to the extent that they were largely Christianized. Now, some of them have remained to a degree uh, Islamic. Sudan, of course, Chad, uh, Niger, Mali, they have a huge Islamic influence. But further south, as you get out of the the, uh, Sahara into the plains and into the jungles, 
you get a Christianized countries. Uh, Nigeria, for example, bulk of Nigeria is Christian, but the Muslims coming down from Niger out of the Sahara into Nigeria have been pushing further south and conquering radical Islamic extremists. Boko Haram and others have been coming in, kidnapping people, killing people, and converting people. And Nigeria has slowly over time been descending into both economic chaos and military chaos as they've been fighting. And it's always kind of been projected by the State Department, by the Defense Department, we were going to have a problem in Nigeria. Well, that problem is now on our doorstep. Beyond Boko Haram and the Obama administration kidnapping all those kids, we now have a terror attack on American interests. Now, this is coupled with an unrelated story, but it's actually significant. This is from Bloomberg. What was billed as a three-nation tour to highlight the U.S. commitment to Asia looks much diminished after the White House said President Biden will scrap stops in Papua New Guinea and Australia to focus on debt limit talks with Republicans. He's going to the Group of Seven meeting in Japan where allies will confront what they call China's economic pressure on less powerful countries. The prospect that the U.S. may default on its debt, coupled with Biden's decision to return home earlier than planned, seems certain to undermine his message of strength and will draw inevitable contrasts to the image of steadfast economic might projected by China's President Xi Jinping. It is a critical moment. Biden does not have to come home, you know. Biden can delegate. He has this person called a vice president of the United States. Biden could delegate debt negotiations. He's only a phone call away, but because of Biden's age, they're bringing him home and they're claiming it's about the debt ceiling. And what he's doing because of it is he is sacrificing American leadership in Asia. The Australians and the the Indonesians and Papua New Guinea and uh, the Koreans and the Japanese, they wanted Biden to stay. The Vietnamese wanted Joe Biden to stay. The Vietnamese, though communist, are not allied with China in large part because China thinks Vietnam, Vietnam should be a vassal state and Vietnam wants to be its independent state. China is challenging Vietnam for fishing rights in the South China Sea, disrupting relationships with Vietnam. So Vietnam, a communist nation, actually wants to build ties to the United States and be a part of something to restrain China. And the Biden administration is walking away from this to come home, claiming it's a debt ceiling talk when the reality is he's just too old. Now, you take these two stories and add into it a third story. Xi Jinping... The president of China is courting Central Asia as Russian influence weakens. While Moscow, weakened and distracted by the war in Ukraine, a two-day summit Xi Jinping is calling starts Thursday. While the G7 is meeting, Beijing is trying to get together with Kazakhstan, uh, Kyrgyzstan, Tajikistan, Uzbekistan, and Turkmenistan. These are former Soviet republics. These former Soviet republics have always been more uh, Chinese-aligned than they have been the Soviet. If you actually look on the map uh, and pay attention to where these Central Asian powers are, a lot of them are on the border of China. Uh, Tajikistan and Kazakhstan, they're on the border with China. Many of them, they're Muslim, uh, the Uyghur provinces, um, they're Muslim, but they actually, if you were to see them, you would think these people come from uh, parts of China, parts of Asia. They they do not look um, 
Indian subcontinent. They don't look Pakistani per se. They 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 don't look like they're Indian. They they don't look like they're Russian. They look like they are from uh, Asia. And they historically have had ties to the Chinese that then collapsed with the Soviet expansion as the Soviets were the dominant superpower and clashed regularly with China. They were under the Soviet sphere of influence. China is now trying to drag them into the Chinese sphere of influence. Emmanuel Macron, a man who is tone deaf and doesn't listen to his advisors, noted the other day that Russia is becoming a vassal state of China. Uh, it, it, it rubbed the Russians the wrong way. It rubbed the Europeans the wrong way, but it's been circulated around China in a propaganda effort for Xi Jinping to show that even the Europeans admit the world is realigning and China is now a superpower rivaling the United States. And uh, Russia is now in China's sphere of influence instead of the other way around. The Chinese are emboldened. Joe Biden is not on the field. He's coming home. There's been terror attacks against American interests in Nigeria. This is the beginning of something deeply destabilizing if we don't contain it soon. And the Biden administration shows no interest in trying to contain it. He literally is asleep at the switch. I mean, that's why he's not staying in Asia. Behind the scenes, even people at the White House are advising that it's just going to wear him out. He could put Kamala Harris in charge of the debt ceiling talks. Joe Biden could delegate. It is, after all, in his words, the Biden-Harris administration. But he's choosing not to. This is Joe Biden's talk. As you said back in January when you were at the White House, I think the quote is, we face the most, one of the most complex environments in recent history, security environments. And uh, I couldn't agree with you more. But I'm proud that the United States and Japan are facing it together. You're facing it together, but you're leaving them on the playing field to come home to a debt ceiling talk. Listen, I, I, I don't fault the president for being engaged in a debt ceiling talk with Congress. After all, he's got to come up with the agreement, but he does not have to be present in person. He can delegate, give the general parameters of what he's willing to agree to while he's with our allies. The allies need him. The allies want him. The allies need to see the president of the United States with his big big stick abroad, the for American foreign policy, willing to, to handle the Chinese, willing to deal with the Chinese, willing to swat at the Chinese as necessary. They need to see him. Teddy Roosevelt used to talk about the, the, the American big stick policy. No, 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 not that. The big stick in, in the Western Hemisphere. And re-engaging the Monroe Doctrine and keeping uh, Eastern powers and even Western powers out of the Western Hemisphere. Joe Biden is abandoning all of that. He's too tired. He is Sleepy Joe. He won't negotiate abroad. We have terrorist attacks now against American interests in Africa. We have Joe Biden walking away from world powers at a time they're saying they need him present and focused. We have the debt ceiling problems at home. We have China building an axis of evil across Central Asia with former Soviet powers. Also, we have Iran and Russia collaborating on a trade route from the Caspian Sea down to the Persian Gulf. The world is aligning and dictatorial powers in Asia are aligning against us. The Saudis are turning their back on us all because of Joe Biden. These are deeply destabilizing times. Decline is a choice. Joe Biden's team is making the choice for us to decline, and we're all going to be worse off for it. Remember, the Velociraptors, they're testing the fence.
and they're not finding any electricity in it right now. I keep having friends tell me they realized I was right. Every time you wash sheets from Bowl and Branch, they get softer and softer. They're the most luxurious sheets. The highest quality, incredible craftsmanship with just unmatched softness. 100% traceable organic cotton. It gets softer with every wash. I tell you guys that it's true. I can tell you it's a big difference. And I have bought different pairs of sheets to try to find some best. I keep coming back to my Bowling Brand sheets. They're incredible. They're buttery to the touch, super breathable. They're perfect for cooler weather and warmer weather. Why the drape? You actually feel like you've got something of substance on you so you can snuggle in, but you don't get overwhelmingly hot during the during the summertime, and it's just the perfect weight under the blanket as well during the wintertime. I love Bowling Branch sheets. They're so luxurious. They're loved by four U.S. presidents. Got over 10,000 raving reviews. Right now, get 15% off your first order when you use promo code ERIC, E-R-I-C-K, at BowlingBranch.com. That's Bowling Branch, B-O-L-L-A-N-D, Branch.com. The promo code is ERIC, E-R-I-C-K. Exclusions apply. See site for details. So y'all remember the the freaky dude in the Biden administration, um, non-binary, he claims, dude was stealing people's luggage. Sam Britton is his name. He was in charge of some nuclear something in the Department of Energy. He has been arrested as a fugitive from justice. The Montgomery County, Maryland police arrested him at his home on Wednesday, currently in jail, being held without bond. Uh, the Daily Wire is reporting this. Four unmarked police showed up last night. They would not let uh, Brenton's spouse leave. Brenton was escorted out in handcuffs. All right. Um, didn't realize he was a fugitive from justice, nor did I realize he hadn't been arrested. I guess he'd been arrested and released, but uh, this is, dude, stealing people's uh, luggage. One of the funniest ones to come out is a fashion designer who makes like the weird fashion designs. Uh, now has come forward and said that Britain clearly stole her luggage too because uh, she arrived at some location. Her bag never showed up. It had in this design dress, and then she sees him on stage. There's no way he could have gotten it because it was a design unique unique to her. Just what a the Biden administration putting diversity ahead of sanity is what gets us into these sorts of things. I mean, every administration will have someone who causes problems, but they promoted this guy. They put him on a pedestal. They they made sure everybody worshipped at his feet that he was just this non-binary into dressing up like animals and in all sorts of deviancy. And we should applaud it all. And nope, turns out to be absolutely insane. And I'm sorry. You should have known someone like that was crazy. Mainstreaming crazy, defining deviancy as normal and normal as deviant. That's what the Biden administration does. And that has spillover effects for you in your portfolio and the stock market and everything else, which is why you may want to talk to Advantage Gold with all the insanity in Washington these days. Adding precious metals to your portfolio might even out the ebbs and flows of your portfolio. 800-450-2566 is Advantage Gold's phone number. They might be able to help you. They can certainly educate you. They can give you their free gold IRA investment kit. 800-450-2566. They are TrustLink's number one highest rated gold company seven years in a row. They know how to guide you. Uh, with easy understanding on using precious metals, there are IRS rules. If you're putting them in your 401k or your IRA, 
There are IRS rules about how you have to store your precious metals, keep them separate from other things, treat them not like they're jewelry. They can give you the guide, keep you informed, make sure you don't run afoul of the rules from the IRS. Call them at 800-450-2566. That's 800-450-2566. Tell Advantage Gold I sent you. Welcome back. The phone number, if you want to be on my show, 877-973-7425. Going to go to the phones to Greg. Welcome, Greg. How are you? I'm doing well. Good afternoon. Eric, yesterday you said that the Democrats wanted to replace Feinstein because Newsom would replace either himself or a different Democrat. However, they didn't want to get rid of Fetterman. Well, Fetterman's also in a state controlled by a Democrat governor who would replace a Democrat. So there's no difference between the two. Now, I think you misunderstood what I said. Uh, What I said is that uh, Dianne Feinstein is an impediment to the Democrats' agenda and Fetterman's not. So they're going after Feinstein, not Fetterman. Uh, Her not being on the Judiciary Committee has stalled judicial nominations. In addition, when she chaired the Judiciary Committee, there's lingering resentment that she didn't do enough to obstruct uh, Trump's uh, nominations. Fetterman votes the right way, can be led by staff the right way. They can't do that with Feinstein, who's also been an impediment to their global warming agenda. So that's why the left is coming after Feinstein and not going after Fetterman. He does what they want, and she very often does not. Would uh, Newsom replace himself? No, uh, under California law, he can't, and he wouldn't. He said he would put a black woman in the position. What is notable is a report overnight on this. I was going to get to later, Greg, but I'll get to it right now. So uh, who is who is Diane Feinstein's caregiver now? Her husband's passed away. Who is taking care of her? Nancy Pelosi's daughter. Why? Uh, Nancy Pelosi wants Adam Schiff, uh, the former Democratic chairman of the Intelligence Committee in the House. She wants him to go to the Senate. If Feinstein resigns early, uh, then Gavin Newsom has said he would put a black woman in the position. Uh, Barbara Lee, a black congresswoman who is a rival of Pelosi's, uh, wants the job. She's running for it. Schiff has dominated the fundraising in California with Nancy Pelosi's help. So there's a lot of speculation in the papers in in Washington today that uh, Dianne Feinstein probably would go on and resign, but Nancy Pelosi and her family are pushing her to stay there until the end of her term so that Adam Schiff uh, doesn't get over uh, surpassed by Gavin Newsom's appointment. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, and by the way, uh, and Greg, thanks very much for the phone call here. Let me play you. This is Lindsey Graham on this topic. I can't be the judge of that, but I will tell you that. Uh, okay, that's Dick Durbin first. She has to make that decision for herself and her family uh, as to going forward, but we're happy to have her back. Monitoring her medical condition almost on a daily basis. Our staff is in touch with her staff. She's a dear friend. As a friend, you can see she's hurting. As a, that was Lindsey Graham at the end. As a friend, you can see she's hurting. So the, these are the, the machinations here. Let me walk through this with you. There are a number of people running for the United States Senate in California. Dianne Feinstein said she wasn't going to run again. And if you will remember, the next day she came out and said she never said that. Behind the scenes in Washington, everyone knows she's developed dementia. Not necessarily Alzheimer's, but she's developed dementia. There are days that she is very sharp and on her game, and there are days she has no idea who people are. She's been out for a couple of months battling shingles. She comes back, 
and her caregiver is Nancy Pelosi's eldest daughter. The Pelosi's and the Feinsteins have been friends for a very long time. Uh, they live in, in the same area in California. Feinstein's congresswoman is Nancy Pelosi. Nancy Pelosi's senator is Dianne Feinstein. They have a long family relationship. And Pelosi wants Adam Schiff, the former Democratic chairman of the House Intelligence Committee, to be the next senator from California. He is a protege of Nancy Pelosi. She took him under his wing when he came into Congress. She has raised him up, so to speak, and she's helping him fundraise. Schiff already has $12 million in the bank, and that's about $10 million more than anyone else. But there are other people who want it. Barbara Lee is a Democratic congresswoman. She's older. I think Barbara Lee is in her. Let me look right here. Barbara Lee, congresswoman. How old is she? Uh, She is, yes, 76 years old. I don't think Gavin Newsom would put Barbara Lee in the Senate in large part because Barbara Lee is 76 years old. I think Gavin Newsom, who said he wanted to put a black woman in the Senate, would find a young black woman to put in the Senate. But if he did, it would make that person the incumbent. It would make that person hard to beat. And Nancy Pelosi wants Adam Schiff in the Senate. So the scuttlebutt in Washington, D.C. over Dianne Feinstein is she's clearly suffering. She's not in her right mind. She's in pain. She's not doing well. She's barely hanging on, and the Pelosi team is doing everything they can to keep her there because they got to help Adam Schiff. They gotta, they they gotta get Adam Schiff through the primary. He's fundraising. Pelosi's helping him. So you got Barbara Lee, you got Katie Porter, who is terrible. Nobody likes her. Even the Democrats don't like her. She apparently is a terrible human being, abusive to her staff, among others. They don't like her. Uh, they, they want her gone, and so she's going to run for the Senate, and they want to beat her. Nancy Pelosi, Nancy Pelosi didn't even care for the woman. She wants Adam Schiff, and so they've got to have Feinstein hang on. Now, this has happened before. Usually it gets attention when Republicans do it, and Democrats tend to get a pass. The reason this is getting so much attention in Washington right now, as I was mentioning to the caller, Greg, is because because Dianne Feinstein used to be a liberal icon of the Senate and over time is not as liberal as the liberals have gotten. She's not a progressive Democrat. She's just a liberal Democrat. So while she's pro-abortion and while she is pro-gun control, she is not wild about the environmentalist concerns of the Democrats. She's not wild about their climate change hysteria. And even on abortion and like, she's not wild about the hyper-progressive transgender agenda and the like and a lot of the judges Biden's putting forward. So when she was the chairwoman of the Judiciary Committee in the Senate with Donald Trump as president, she did not uh, try to block his nominees as strongly as she potentially could have. And uh, when she continued during all the squabbling and the divisions of power with the tied Senate, she was not as perceived as aggressive as Democrats wanted her to be. She was too accommodating to Republicans. Many of them had long time been her friends in the Senate. And Democratic progressive activists have hated that Dianne Feinstein has great relationships with her Republican colleagues. So that's why they've turned on her and not John Fetterman. She's seen as an impediment to progressive advances. Dianne Feinstein is also one of the Democrats behind the scenes who said she would not vote to get rid of the filibuster. So you got to get rid of her on that front, too. She won't get rid of the filibuster. You got uh, Manchin there. You got Cinema there. You got Feinstein there. None of them will get rid of the filibuster. 
That's a problem for the Democrats. Fetterman will get rid of the filibuster. Dianne Feinstein won't. And so they've turned on this 90-some-year-old woman who is frail. At the same time, she doesn't need to be there. The woman clearly has dementia. She does not know where she is half the time. She's argumentative, argumentative and combative to people. This it's, it's not healthy. It's sad to see. As her friend Lindsey Graham says, she's suffering. But Nancy Pelosi has an agenda. She wants to see it through. She can't get Gavin Newsom to agree to appoint Adam Schiff. I mean, if, if Gavin Newsom agreed to put Adam Schiff in the United States Senate, Feinstein would be gone tomorrow. Pelosi would make sure of it. But without that agreement in hand, she's got to keep Feinstein. Pelosi has to keep Feinstein around. It's just, I mean, the whole thing is is really sad to see. It's elder abuse. Um, it's very much like what we see them doing with Joe Biden. Talk about elder abuse. My goodness gracious. Now, uh, I got to get to the topic that I intended to talk about. Because this matters greatly. If you listen to me regularly, you will know I think our biggest problem is not the culture war. Our biggest problem is not the wokes. Our biggest problem as a country is not the transgender agenda. It's not abortion. It's not Donald Trump. It's not fake news. It's not postmodernism. Our biggest problem as a nation is we cannot get the basics right. And because we cannot get the basics right, we have given up on trying and have moved to all these other issues. And there is a story that highlights this perfectly. It is in the New York Times. And all I have to do is read you the opening paragraph. Air Force officials caught Airman Jack Teera taking notes and conducting deep dive searches of classified material months before he was charged with leaking a vast trove of government secrets, but did not remove him from his job. On two occasions, in September and October 2022, Airman Teira's superiors in the Massachusetts Air National Guard admonished him after reports he had taken concerning actions while handling classified information. Those included stuffing a note into his pocket after reviewing secret information inside his unit, according to a court filing ahead of a hearing before a federal magistrate judge in Worcester, Massachusetts, on Friday to determine whether he should be released on bail. This is the guy who leaked Ukrainian war plans to a Discord channel. He was instructed to no longer take notes in any form, on classified materials, but they left him in his position. He was caught making notes, stuffing them into his pocket, digging into classified information he had no business digging into. He did not lose his job. He was not removed. He was not reassigned. And he leaked American classified intelligence information about the war effort in Ukraine, among other things. Why was he at his job? Because the government has gotten incompetent at even the basic things. That right there is our problem. You have to have trust in institutions in this country. You've got to have trust. And when you don't have trust, 
your respect for the institutions and ultimately for the rule of law collapses. And that's what we're seeing in the country. No one trusts the government. And you can't trust the government because the government gets the basics wrong. Look at how the CDC and the FDA screwed up COVID. You had Dr. Fauci, Jerome Armstrong, the secretary, uh, the, the Surgeon General and others lying to the American public. They admitted that they had to tell people not to buy face masks because first responders needed them. And they actually said that they wouldn't help. And then they said, well, now everybody's got to have a face mask. Turns out they do help. And it turns out that they just didn't want you to go out and buy them. And then more and more evidence came out that whether they worked initially or not, the virus evolved to such a point they weren't really working. And yet they kept telling you, yes, they're working. Everyone should wear a mask. In fact, you should wear a mask when you kiss your kids to bed at night. They screwed up COVID and nobody trusts them. The FBI has screwed up relentlessly. Forget all the 9-11 or the, the John, Donald Trump stuff. Forget the Durham investigation. Look at the Larry Nassar case. Abusing the girls who were on the Olympic gymnastic team, the FBI dropped ball after ball after ball. They completely screwed it up. Multiple FBI investigations. For, and again, I, I say forget the Durham investigation, the Trump stuff, not to be dismissive of it, but to point out that while everyone obsesses over that, the FBI in the non-political realm is screwing it up. They're not getting the basics right. The post office, the Transportation Safety Administration, we can't even secure the border. The government has got the basics messed up. You can't trust or respect an institution that gets the basics wrong. I honestly think that that somehow there's a great way for the Republican candidate, whoever it is, whether it's make America great again or rebuild trust or, or get the basics right or something to, to thematically suggest that the problem with the Biden administration is they can't get the basics right. They're not doing the basics. And here, our national security is in jeopardy. Serious substantive leaks against and about our allies leaked, about Ukrainian war plans leaked, all of it by a young man who had classified clearance and was caught taking notes about classified documents and the Air National Guard refused to reassign him until it was too late. They couldn't get the basics right. It's hard to trust a government that can't get the basics right. You want to restore trust in the government? You want to restore trust in the media? Just get the basics right. And yet they don't do it. There's, I, I'm telling you, there's a campaign theme there. For whichever Republican wants to do it, there's a campaign theme there. Now, there's a theme for you, too, cleaning the air. You need it. The Eden Pure Thunderstorm will help you do it. Uh, the Eden Pure 3-pack, you get three of them, one for upstairs, downstairs, your basement, your RV, wherever you need them, get three of them for less than $200. Save $200. Go to EdenPureDeals.com. Eden, like the Garden of Eden, PureDeals.com. You put in Eric, E-R-I-C-K, and get three of them. They are air purifiers, so they get rid of the pollen and the dust. They trap them on electrostatic plates that you just wipe out. Every few months, just wipe them out. You don't have to get a filter subscription, and it works. It traps the particulate. But more than that, it eliminates odors. So, for example, um, I had to go over to my kid's school this morning. They had senior prank night, and they got into the school and filled bathtubs up with, like, like oh, not bathtubs. They filled up little portable uh, swimming pools up with oil and garlic spray. The whole place reeks of like dead fish and garlic. 
Fire up the Eden Pure Thunderstorm. It'll wipe out those odors in the classrooms, Mr. Johnson. You can get three of them, EdenPureDeals.com. Put in the discount code ERIC. You can thank me later. They really do work. You can plug them up into the wall, plug them up with a USB cord, wipe out odors. EdenPureDeals.com. The discount code, my name, ERIC, E-R-I-C-K. Welcome. The phone number, 877-973-7425. Should you wish to be on the program uh, you're happy to happy to have you here. I, I this story just came across my desk. You know, celebrity chef uh, Jose Andres. He is building a restaurant or wanted to in Palo Alto, California, where Stanford is. But the Palo Alto City Council revised its building code so that all buildings have to be electric. And uh, the Simon Property Group applied to build the restaurant in 2019, received approvals. The developer installed a gas line into the building before city officials instructed that the building would have to be updated to the new code. Well, attorneys have gotten involved. Jose Andres has used his celebrity. He said without a gas connection and appliances, his restaurant, Zetinia, would be forced to alter its signature five-star menu, which it is unable to do. Zetinia cannot compromise the caliber of its cuisine and reputation. And if the property developer cannot provide gas to the building, Zetinia will likely choose not to locate within the city, which would be an unfortunate loss for the residents of Palo Alto, as well as a compensable loss for which the property group would be forced to seek redress. So they're allowing him to put in gas. Except for this one-off situation, Palo Alto's all-electric requirement is being implemented for all new projects and substantial remodels. Building electrification is crucial to reducing our greenhouse gas emissions, says the city of Palo Alto's administration. Electric appliances and building systems provide clean and healthy environments in homes and businesses, and in many respects, the new technology performed better than the gas-emitting appliances they're replacing. So, wink, wink, nod, nod. We're going to let the celebrity chef get away with it because we want him here. But you mom and pop stores, forget it. What about the Chinese restaurants? You know, walks, to get authentic Chinese, they need massive flames for the walks to get hot. The flat bottom electric walks don't work. They're not going to be able to operate. You're not going to get a new Chinese restaurant in Palo Alto. They're allowing the celebrity to do it. This double standard, allowing the influential, the connected, and the celebrity to get away with things the rest of us can't is another issue Republicans should exploit like hell come 2024. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.